Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Hey, thanks for checking in to the best Houston sports podcast. Finally, the Astros get a W. Welcome to our live Astros Rangers game three post game show. We, of course, finally get a W in this series. Robert with Stephen Kerr, 70 years of journalism between the two of us. And we are Astros lifers. So we've been through the grind with you guys. And Stephen, it was good to be home, sweet home at Globe Life Park. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? That's funny you say that because Chandler Rome of the Athletics stole my headline. He's at Road Sweet Road. But, you know, either way, it's the same because <laughs> yeah. the Astros, they own Globe Life Park. They won six out of seven at Globe Life Field this season. And uh, now you can make it seven of eight because they did it again to get back in this series. Boy, that there, there wasn't a bigger win than tonight, I think, at, at least to this point, Robert, because you go down 3-0 in this series, it's all but over. It's only only one team has ever come back. It's just not likely to happen. So, man, what a big win. This Rangers team is pesky, Stephen. It's going to be a hard cockroach to kill. You know, Texas gets those big cockroaches, and this seems like one of them right here. Well, I, if if you put a crocodile up against a cockroach, I'll take the crocodile anytime. At least tonight, you know, Javier he, he gave up those you know back to back hits that resulted in two runs, but other than that, he was spectacular again. You know, in the start against Minnesota in the postseason, he had five scoreless innings, giving up just one hit striking out nine and you know he, he was good again tonight I mean Javier is you you can talk about your great postseason pitchers but he has got a 1.91 ERA in 37 and two-third postseason innings during his career and that's coming into tonight's game he was five and one well now he's six and one I mean this guy you, you talk about being a, a number three starter but he's been pitching like an ace in this postseason El Reptil. Yeah, we got to talk more about him as we go along. Also got to say happy birthday to Brandy. Get in the comments. Thanks, Brandy, for listening and watching. We want to hear from you as this thing unfolds, uh, Stephen. And you and I, we do this every game. We unpack it a little bit, pick it up in the second inning. Astros are the 27 Yankees when they score first. <laughs> so a great sign when they get a bases loaded wild pitch. Maldi shocks Astros social media with the two-run single. But, Stephen, even when Maldi does good, he still manages to get a little peeved. He gets me a little bit peeved here when he, he tries to take an extra base, made the last out in second. Maldi, come on. You're, you're not you, – this isn't uh, the second coming of Ricky Henderson out on the base. No. Just get to take your first base and let's let's settle for the three three runs right there and, and, and don't, don't make an extra out because, I mean – Outs in this series obviously matter. Yeah, they certainly do. And unfortunately, there were two outs. At least the run counted. You can be thankful for that. But, yeah, I don't know why Maldi was doing that because, first of all, he's not a fast runner. You know, if it was somebody like Kyle Tucker, you know, someone like that, maybe. But it just, yeah, I, I didn't understand that either. Thankfully, it didn't come back to haunt them. But you had to kind of be scratching your head with that. Yeah, he was yelling over the dugout, check the replay, check the replay. And I'm just thinking, yeah. like, Maldi, I know you're trying to make up for the fact that you got caught and it, and, and the replay is going to be close. But, I mean, it was still, yeah, it was obvious. Out. Well, yeah, and let's go back to how it started because it was the weirdest thing. Alvarez gets hit on his foot 
you know, Max Scherzer threw that ball. It was so out of control, so off that it goes behind Alvarez's front leg before hitting his foot. And, you know, it smarted a little bit, but not enough to keep him out, certainly. But that's that's how it got started. It was kind of, you know, a wild thing with a hit by pitch, then a wild pitch, and then a single to get your runs. But you know what? The way the Astros have struggled with runners in scoring position or, you know, with clutch hitting, man, we'll take them any way we can get them, Robert. Yeah, the only way you can really get to Jordan is throw him out at the plate, hit him on the foot, uh, yeah. maybe maybe rob turn a double into run. a yeah, rob him of a home run, turn a double into a sing. You know, he's what a what an incredible series he mm-hmm. has. But but we got to mention though, Dubon single in that rally because Dusty got it right, Stephen. He put him in the lineup instead of Chaz, and boy did that work out. You know it did, Robert. And I have to tell you, I was a little surprised. When I saw the lineup, you know, because you and I, we get the lineup several hours before the game. And I thought for sure he would put Chaz McCormick in there because Chaz, like the Astros, owned Globe Life Field. He batted 500 there this season. He was 11 for 22. He had six extra base hits. He had two homers. Well, they didn't even need him tonight because Mauricio Dubon came in and did his part. Third inning, Altuve's bat wakes up from the coma. What did you say to Altuve, Steven? Did you give him a peck talk? He looked good today. Well, yeah, I, nobody knows this, Robert, but uh, I gave him a rabbit's foot. And, and, you know, if that's what works, that's what works. No, <laughs> now when Altuve gets his bat going, I mean, even some of the, the hard outs he made, you know, were, were hard outs. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you what, the Astros hit 15 balls tonight that were at least 95 miles per hour, they were making some hard contact. And now that homer to left, it was definitely some hard contact. Yeah, there was so many near misses, warning track, fly balls, all that stuff. You were just panicking. And I'm going to get to those some of those instances. But Altuve now four home runs behind Manny Ramirez for most in postseason history. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like with the new uh, rounds in baseball and all the new postseason games, they need to start, instead of mentioning how many home runs, it just should be mentioned home runs per at bat in the postseason. That should be the gold standard. Same with RBIs, you know, because there was just, you know, the, the Babe Ruths and the Mickey Mantles and all that just didn't have those postseason games. They didn't even have LCSs back then, much less no, LDSs. Yeah, and you could say that really about just any record as far as baseball is concerned with the way they keep expanding the playoffs and expanding the, the number of games per round and so forth. But, yeah, Jose Altuve, 25 postseason home runs. Manny Ramirez has 29. It's certainly reachable. So let's go to the fourth inning. Jose Abreu doubles. Good to see his bat in this series show up. And then Tucker still can't get a hit at this point, but at least moves Abreu to third with less than two out. Productive at bat by Tuck because Mauricio Dubon Boy, what a game. Runner on third base. You're hoping he just gets a sack fly, fielder's choice. Scherzer's got two strikes on him. And then Steven Dubon lays off two breaking pitches at his feet before he laces that single to score the run. Yeah, what a great at-bat by Mauricio Dubon. And again, you know, Dusty looking like a genius because putting him in there, uh, you know, it just, it's amazing the the timing of some of these things. Just when you need a pick-me-up, you get Mauricio Dubon. You know, we wouldn't be saying that about this time last year, the way he was hitting. But you can't say that now. What a big at-bat that was. 
hello to Albert. He is now joining us. He says hello to both of us. So let's go to the fifth inning. Christian Javier's postseason scoreless streak ends with a two-run shot, 20 and a third innings. Steven, I, I said it during the game. I went out there between innings. I checked his blood pressure. He doesn't have a blood pressure. It's not no, it's it existent. He doesn't. And, you know, I was thinking about that, Robert. You know, if you if you talk about how the Astros pitching staff is made up as far as persona goes, you have Justin Verlander, who's just focused, intense, you know, really into things, but doesn't carry himself on emotion so much. Fromber definitely does. Christian Javier, I mean, you could be ahead five to nothing or down 10 to nothing. And the guy is just, I think, you know, the other day uh, they were, this was in between games, Martin Maldonado comes up to Christian Javier and jokingly takes his arm and checks his pulse, you know, <laughs> for the same reason, just to make yeah. sure the guy's breathing. Yep. Yeah. And the other part about Christian Javier is he's now the seventh game pitcher. If you need a seventh game pitcher and there's nobody I would rather have on the mound, but I am concerned if we get to a six game and it's a must win because that's Fromber <laughs> and I'm worried yeah. about him. Yeah. Well, you have to just, you know, the, the thing is you got to get there first. If you don't get there, it doesn't matter. So you just cross your bridge when you come to it and hope that Fromber can finally put together a good game. But you know, Javier definitely put the Astros in a position to take this series where it should be. You know, it's, it's becoming a series again, Robert. This is kind of what we thought it would be at the beginning, you know, kind of back and forth and back and forth, which is kind of what this game was. But thankfully, the Astros answered every time the Rangers tried to come back, tried to get up. Yeah, we're going to need the calm and cool of Jose Arquiti. If, if, if It's a real series, I think, if, if, if he does what I think seen him do over the years and and we got to yeah. say what's up rosenberg because uh they have checked in in the comments keep all right keep giving us stuff we want to hear from you guys anyway let's go to the sixth inning Tavares robs jordan of a home run fantastic defensive play at that point you're like hoping oh no i hope that run doesn't matter in this game you know even with the lead you're like well that run could matter sometime but bottom six tuck misplays that ball that was over his head and right, it was a 95% catch probability for Tucker. Ouch. Yeah. And I was starting to panic because I'm thinking, okay, they got the big, you know, uh, catch in center field, st uh, stealing Jordan, and then maybe something bad's going to happen here. And then Steven, Uncle Mike, pretty much matches Tavares with that catch. For Mike, that was a Tavares-like catch. Oh, I mean, the guy's like 40 years man. old, right? Well, yeah, I mean, come on, Uncle Mike, we, we know about his bat, but I didn't know he could field like that. And you saw how he kind of tumbled head over heels on the warning track after making that catch. Wow. You know, that that's what I'm talking about. Clutch hitting, sparkling defense. And, you know, I, I put in my notes, Robert, after that inning when, when Brantley made that catch. Take that, Leody Tavares, because <laughs> <laughs> he just matched him and, yeah, the, the going back to what you were talking about, the ball hit uh, over Tucker's head. It was hit right at him. And I know sometimes, you know, your line of sight can kind of play tricks on you when it's hit that hard right at you. But as you said, 95% catch probability. He definitely should have had that play. Let's go to the seventh inning. Maldi does it again. He gets a single. Altuve singles. Bregman walks. 
some nobody named Jordan just does what he does, bases loaded single, immediately looks like a huge deal, especially when Neris gives up Young's second two-run homer, but the Astros respond again, Stephen, with a Pena RBI single, and that's what they did tonight. Whenever the Rangers shot back, the Astros had an answer. Well, that's what's been missing in this series, Robert. I, I mean, pure and simple. Um, when the Astros, it, you know, it, when they jump out to a lead and the other team starts to come back, they always seem to have an answer. But, you know, in the first two games of this series, uh, other than game two, they just weren't competitive. So tonight looked way more like the Astros that we're accustomed to seeing. So let's go to the ninth inning. Jordan gets thrown out at home after Tuck's double. And that was another run that you're hoping, oh, no, I hope that's not going to haunt the Astros. Presley walks the leadoff hit. You're like, oh, no, here we go. Here we go. You know, because Press is, you know, he's had some of these ninth innings. But then he just shuts it down. A, a double play. You know what I love about double plays in the ninth inning? My heart can start beating again. Yeah, me too. Because I, I just, I, and of course, you know, when he got to three balls, I said, don't walk him, Ryan. Don't walk him. But of course, he doesn't listen to me. He walks him because my biggest fear is, okay, Lowe is coming up and then Young. They burned us twice already because Lowe got on base and Young hit a home run twice in this game, Robert. So that was the last thing you needed. But fortunately, just as he has done, he's now 14 of 14 saves in postseason career for Ryan Presley. He bears down. I want to go back to the eighth inning, though, because, you know, the run that was scored off Brian Abreu, Brian Abreu actually had somebody score off him. That was the first he's given up in in his in the postseason, Robert, since 2019. That was his first postseason appearance. And it's the first run he's given up since, I don't know, like the early July as far as just in the past. So, man, it is rare that you get a run off Brian Abreu. Yeah, and really, it's the best case scenario. It's a run that really doesn't matter in this game. He had a big lead. That's a way to just get over that. You know, it's just like the... C.J. Stroud interception when, remember on Sunday, they, they, there was the interception, the Texans immediately get a fumble, Texans get it back and go down for a touchdown. That, that That's what seemed like happened with the Abreu uh, uh, RBI there, or yeah. run. Yeah, so that's just, again, you know, the things that needed to happen happened, and now the Astros are at least back in this series, two to one. You feel a whole lot better with two to one because you feel like, especially, they have two more games at Globe Life Field. Their, their home field, I mean, I mean, their road field. So, I mean, if, if they play like this, it, it definitely could be a series again. What are they averaging, like 12 runs in the last four games at Globe Life now, something like that? Oh, yeah, at least. Uh, it's, it's something like 59 runs in the last five games or something. I think I saw it. I didn't – I kind of glanced at it. But, yeah, they definitely know how to score runs at Globe Life. I wish they could do the same in their own ballpark because – if they did have to come back for the last two games and they took a 3-2 lead, you got to win at least one of those. Well, they just need one in the, if they can get to a game seven because Javier's on the mound and he'll take care of it. <laughs> there you go. Now, thinking positive, that's what we need to do because they are back in the series. So that's exactly what we need to do. What are you looking at tomorrow with Urquidy? What do you think uh, you're going to see from him? Because this is a different type of hitting club than we saw with the Twins when he – you know, through that masterpiece in game four. And I, I just feel like this Rangers team 
they're they're different from the Twins because it's it's less of an all or nothing lineup than we saw from the Twins. They they, they they're hitting singles and doubles and and they're they're just tough outs. Oh, they're they're very tough out. Yeah, it's a much different team. I mean, we saw it. You know, when you thought the Astros were going to get a big lead and hold on, I mean, those guys are going to fight. They they are definitely going to fight back. So it is a much different lineup. But you know, I, I would certainly rather have cool, calm, and collected. Or Keedy, I actually think I said it right this time without messing up. Then at this moment, Robert, as much as I hate to say it, I'd, I'd rather have him in there than Fromber against a team like the Rangers in their ballpark. So I like the chances, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be too much easier than this game was tonight either. Who is the expected pitcher and uh, for the Rangers tomorrow night? Albert's asking that question. I forgot um, who they, well, they haven't officially announced it, Albert, but it's probably either going to be uh, Dane Dunning or uh, the guy's name is Haney. I can't think of his first name off the top of my head, but it's probably going to be one of those two. I, I thought maybe it would be John Gray because he just came. They they put him on the roster for this series, but he pitched tonight, so. It's probably not going to be him. So I would say it's it's probably going to be Dunning or Haney. Yeah, Dunning is a pitch-to-contact type of guy. Uh, he, he doesn't have, like, extraordinary stuff. So that's somebody that you feel like you've got a chance to do something against. You know, Max Scherzer, it was weird, you know, because Scherzer, we've just been able to handle the last couple of times against the Rangers. And that guy just – I still have nightmares of how he shut the – Astros down in the 2019 World Series. Remember his back? Remember that? His back was bad. Uh, Steven, oh, how could he, we he, forget he, that? He he was like, was he barely walking or something like that when he faced yeah. the Astros at Minute Maid yeah. Park? And, ugh. Well, that's right. And you had to think about that again tonight, Robert, before the game, because he hadn't pitched in 36 days. He had a muscle pull in his shoulder. You know, he, he didn't, he wasn't activated in either of the other two postseason series. So he comes into tonight, you know, having well over a month off. He had a simulated game, I think, where he threw 69 pitches last week, but he hadn't seen any game action since sometime in September. So you had to hope that it would be that way. And the other thing that kind of gave you confidence, the last time he faced the Astros in Globe Life Field was in September when he was still pitching. He gave up seven runs in three innings. So... Those were the things you just had to hope that the Astros could just jump on him early. I mean, the ball was moving pretty well for him, but obviously the rust was there because his control certainly was. I mean, like, as I said, when he hit Alvarez in the foot, my goodness, that ball was, that was one of the worst thrown pitches I think I've ever seen at any level in a long time. Here's the other thing that makes me feel like, hey, the Astros have, have, uh, Maybe something going for them from heaven because, uh, you know, Rocky, big, big key for Rocky's career. Rocky Balboa was uh, his brother, Polly, brother-in-law. Yeah. And uh, Polly is now looking down from heaven. Polly passed away today, unfortunately. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that. That's, that's And sad. so we need a Rocky like comeback. So maybe this is uh, Polly help might be able to help us from, from here on out. Well, help us again, Polly. We're not out of it yet. So, yeah, if you're an Astros fan, you know, you're watching the games up there, please uh, get throw another one down there because we need it. We, we need several more of them. Yeah. Were you a big fan of Rocky, Stephen? That, that's, that's Rocky's the original Rocky, I think, is one of the great movies. It was, time. yeah, that, that definitely was. And, you know, you kind of thought, well, are they going to, can they really get away with making 
as many more as they did. But I tell you what, just about every one of them, Robert, you had to say, I wouldn't say one, you know, each one was better than the last, but they were all good. I mean, that that's a rarity when you talk about movies or, you know, rebooting TV shows or whatever. All the Rocky movies were solid. And Burt Young was one of four guys that was in the first six Rocky movies. He was not right. in the original Creed because they said he had died in the original Creed. So they didn't use him for, you know, his character had died. Polly had died. But he was in one, two, three, four, five, and six, I guess. And the other thing about uh, the the Rocky movies was, you know, they, the end of Rocky ends in a, ends in a Rocky law. So we need more <laughs> of like Rocky two, uh, Rocky yeah. three. Uh, <laughs> m- maybe this is more like Rocky four. Cause uh, it seems like the Rangers think they're the big, the big uh, Russian that uh, killed their last opponent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably the best. Yeah. That's a, that's a great analogy right there. And, you know, they were certainly fighting like it or they, they, they tried to anyway. So Maybe a few more Rocky Fours, and uh, the Astros could take this series. But the good news is the offense is back. A couple of the bats have reappeared. You know, you got some help, like I said earlier, from Abreu, Altuve, uh, a little bit of help from uh, um, Jeremy Pena. You know, we haven't seen do a ton. So some of you guys are maybe coming alive, and, and hopefully uh, these guys can – keep it going and keep the offense going because when this Astros team has Altuve going, I just feel like that's, that that's the best thing that that can happen to him is Altuve is just such a key. He's a key regular season. He's a key in the postseason. Well, he is because you notice Robert and I don't have the numbers in front of me. We can go back and look, but it just seems to me that where Altuve goes, so go the Astros, especially when it's going in the right direction and and this is it. I mean, this is what gets them back in the series. This could help them take the series. When the guys who are supposed to be producing are producing, I don't know that anybody can stop this team. I mean, not even the Phillies. And, you know, the Phillies are tearing up right now. If the Astros, no, no matter who gets to the World Series, they're probably going to face the Phillies. And that is one dangerous ball club. But I tell you what, when this Astros offense is clicking, they can keep right up with anybody. I think the funny thing was the – the Astros, you thought, might have gotten a little bit of split viewing or people going back and forth because the Rockets were playing Wemby, but it, it seemed like all the Rockets' real players, were, or a lot of their real players, a lot of their starters were sitting tonight. Maybe they wanted to go watch the Astros game or something. It was like no Dylan Brooks, no Van Vliet, no Jalen Green. I mean, they had a bunch of guys sitting tonight. So it was kind of yeah. strange, and you're, and you're thinking – uh, well, that's that. That's good for for Astros and Rockets fans because you can focus more on the Astros game. Wem, Wemby seemed kind of bored too out there. He didn't do as much in this game as you were expecting either. Yeah, and the, I guess the Spurs rested him the, the other day when the, they played the Rockets the first time. So, uh, you know, it is the preseason, but I just wonder how much the NBA is going to take this load management thing seriously. They say they're going to. They're even coming out with studies that show that it doesn't work. But we'll get into the regular season and find out, I guess. Well, no no comments. Uh, I thought I would hear for, for some more people tonight after the dub. Um, but uh, great uh, stuff, Stephen. Uh, thanks, everybody out there that is watching. And we'll be back again tomorrow night. It's another night game, Stephen. Uh, yep, you, 7 o'clock. You love these, you're loving these uh, quick games. This is, this is kind of cool. 
Yeah, this game seemed a bit longer, Robert, because there were more pitching changes, especially on the Rangers side. I mean, it seemed a lot longer, but, you know, right before I uh, dialed into you, I looked at the clock and it was 10.09 p.m. And I think the game started at like, what, 7.04, 7.05, something. So it was only just over three hours. It just seemed longer. But yeah, the, the shorter games, the pitch clock is definitely saving baseball as far when you're when you're talking about the time of games. No question about it. Everybody knows how I feel. I am vindicated, <laughs> I feel like, by this season. Thanks, yeah. everybody, for joining us, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow night. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.